Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, apart from us rabbiting on. Yeah, there's quite uh, a lot of that. Actually. Yeah, there was quite a lot there. You'll hear that more, probably more than Andy wanted, as you'll discover. <laughs> we also uh, were joined by two guests. Tim Vine came back to see us, yeah. the comedian, uh, and we were chatting to him about various things. And also... Some of these jokes, really. Yeah. They make you laugh, but they're, they're ridiculous. They are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And Wendy Dickinson joined tell. us. She was Wendy Taylor. She's the daughter mm, of the great Peter Taylor, who worked alongside Brian Clough, the greatest management team, some would argue, in the history of British football. Um, and... Uh, it's a fascinating story. They've, his, uh, his, his biography of Brian. Peter wrote a book about Brian that caused a few ructions between them at the time. But uh, it's out again. She came in and told us about it, and it was fascinating. So very good. You'll hear that, and here it all is. Last night there was no uh, football. I felt like I really wanted to watch. Right. So I watched uh, Sporting Icons. This is uh, oh, yeah. part of the Icon series on mm. uh, BBC. Claire Balding interviewing, actually interviewing Tim Vickery. We'll ask him about that later. It's all mm. about Pele okay. and uh, Muhammad Ali and Billy Jean King and Tammy Tanny Gray Thompson. It, mm. was, it was a good program. It was quite interesting. Except the the sort of potted biography of each person. The one of Ali. If you were, if I said to you. I want you to make me a sort of biography about a five, ten minute, ten minute, say, biography of Ali's life. Would you miss out the thriller in Manila? Probably not. No. <laughs> Probably not would no. be my guess. Hmm. You know, and the Frasier fight, the first one when the, the stuff went in his eyes, it was a very big part of Take that it Henry fight. Cooper made it, did it? No, that didn't make it either. No, okay. it was all a bit, you know, surface. Well, what fights did they home in on then? Well, Why they not? did the Frasier, the first fight, but hmm. didn't mention the, uh, yeah, did uh, sorry, they did the Liston fight, the Frazier first fight, and then, of course, the famous um, Rumble in the Jungle, and then that great bit of Harry Carpenter commentary. You know, oh my God, he's won the title back at 32, which ah. is a great bit of time. But fascinating, they're like. It's quite a life, though. It's quite hard to do a potted bargain with a guy and life. I know, like but that, you don't really. want to miss out that. You would put the thriller in Manila, and it was a yeah. big moment in, in his career, and also yeah. what led afterwards to what it, happened. Of to course, him, yeah, you know? yeah. That's the, that certainly is the feeling because it was so and, brutal. And Billy Jean, I don't know if you've ever seen the film about. Uh, the, the Battle of the Sexes with Bobby Reese. It's a great movie, actually, mm. and it's a great story. And she, she's a great pioneer. And what she did.
did. It was incredible. But the prevailing attitudes of the time were fascinating. They interviewed um, the brilliant English player, Bobby, British player, Bobby Wilson. He was a good tennis player, Bobby Wilson. But he was so critical of her. He was saying, she's dashing about the court like a man. It's not right. Oh, Dorothy Hart was graceful on court. It's funny, people's attitudes, yeah. know, how people looked at stuff. So anyway, after- So the game was coming a bit more kind of muscular and the women were becoming yeah. more athletic. Well, they were less, was, they were less dainty than some of the players before. Athletic. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, sort of, Tanny Gray Thompson, who's a wonderful pioneer of women's uh, Paralympic sport and Paralympic sport in general. Yeah. And uh, but I, I interviewed her in uh, 1996. Me and Tom Watt were doing a show for Channel Four, mm. and uh, and she came to my house. Yeah. Oh, Tanny Gray Thompson in my house. Oh yes. And uh, and we had these kids interviewing her. And she was great with him, but the kid was so nervous. His first question to her was, were you born in a wheelchair? And she sort of laughed and put him at his ease. Yeah. But you knew, you know, you sort of think, it's a, yeah. not the ideal question, but uh, she's he's again, a kid. A, he's course, a kid. Of course. And again, an, yeah, an amazing person. So it's, it's, a, it's a difficult choice, but I would imagine, oh, he's going to win it. But, he generally does. You know, it's like all these things. You can't really compare people. I'm not a big fan of that. Although I did think about um, radio icons. Oh, okay. Which yeah. I probably won't do. I Icons of radio. So I came up with me, yeah, Terry Wogan, yeah, uh, Chris Evans, John yeah. Arlott, yeah, Roy Plumley, yeah, Alastair Cook, mm-hmm. not the not the cricket England <laughs> cricket captain legend, yeah, but the bloke who used to be on uh, BBC and Nigel Botherway. Oh, that's good. Well, it's great. It's, it's good you've done, it, and it's good you put yourself in there because no, there is no room for false modesty, is there? Really? No, of course. You've got, not. If you think you're that good, you should tell the world, mate, I don't. because they're not going to say it. Oh, we did you play. Better say it for we them. We did play a game of non-icons afterwards, where you have to pick the five people you know furthest from being an iconic status. Okay, well, you're not going to name names. I would be a little bit unfair. It would be really a little bit unfair on them, wouldn't it? Really, it would be, yeah. yeah. But a fun game for all the family. Okay, well, we await, um, we're going to get the toss at 1.30, aren't we? Yeah. Live from Bridgetown. Uh, we'll have a chat with John Norman afterwards. Yeah, I feel this is going to be a series for uh, the bowlers. Yeah. Looks at the pitches are really, it's, it's always hard to read pitches, but that pitch, Goffey put up a photo on Instagram of the, of the pitch close up. And it's hard to read. It's got bits of grass on it. It's a quite and a strange colour. And they've been watering it, haven't they? Yeah, it's quite, bright, it's quite dark pitch for you know for sort of somewhere it's very very hot mm. so but with that ball and everything i think it's gonna to be tough for batters in this series especially the top order players so yeah it's gonna be interesting uh yeah it's a big one isn't it for uh, burns and for mm. jennings they're, they're, you know if we do end up having a bat um they're going to be under the cosh aren't oh, they? it's going to be difficult yeah definitely. so especially as jennings got a bit of a weakness there but um i think the people the feeling is mm. it should be about building it and staying in not taking the west indies bowlers on but Staying there for a while, you know, building up a lead and, and just being cute about it yeah. rather than going after them. That would make sense, wouldn't it? No, definitely. Think? Anyway, the toss at one thirty, and uh, we will, uh, say, cross to Barbados to bring you that live. And the first few overs uh, of play today will also bring you that. The whole thing unfolds, of course, live over on our sister station on DAB, and that's TalkSport 2. You can retune your digital radio or go to the app. It's very, very simple. TalkSport 2 is on the TalkSport app as well. Download it. Well in time for the start to play today, and you can follow the cricket um, well, throughout the tour. And the specials were on with Jim, of course. You yeah. just heard them. Fantastic. Terrific, weren't they? Mm. And uh, well, I wanted to play them my version of A Message to You, but uh, you felt it might be a bit well, eggy. I think, I, just, you've, I think you've got a point. I thought it might have been a bit eggy. I mean, you can play it now if you want. I I'll just thought to, to sort of kind of surprise them with it as they, as they were in the studio. might Have, have they left the building? <laughs> yeah, they left the country. Yeah. 
So do you want to hear it? Well, I don't know. Do you want to, it's do, only do, short. Do we get kids want to hear it? Okay, this was um, Mike Boville and Andy Jacobs oh, yeah, back in the day. Boves is great on this. Playing one. the roles of the specials with uh, a, a tribute to the then England star striker. Stop your messing around. Uh, oh, boats. Uh, wow. yeah. Better think of your future. Uh, <laughs> Time you straighten right out. Uh, it's gonna apply. Problems in town. You know what's coming. Uh, oh. Rooney, a message to you, Rooney. Well, let's hope they've gone home. They could be outside chatting to Simon. So, uh, <laughs> if not, they may be coming back in, kicking off. Honestly, all that stuff about Wayne Rooney this morning, I mean, really, it happened about a month ago. So, mm. unfortunately, the report came out. And it, basically, yeah, he was drunk. So, he said he, yeah. he spoke in, he was slurring, and he spoke in broken English, which he obviously couldn't understand his... his Scouse accent. Scouse accent. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah, yeah. They do throw, they, they throw away any English accent. He had a strong odour of alcoholic beverage about him, mm. slurred speech, and was unsteady on his feet. Yes, he, he was drunk. <laughs> what would you expect? <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. As we said, we're going to talk about one of the great uh, managerial partnerships in the history of the game, Brian Clough and Peter Taylor. Uh, Peter wrote a book uh, back in the day um, uh, with Clough by Taylor. Um, and it was uh, Peter's story of their relationship together. I mean, it, it was such a fruitful partnership, as we know, and culminating in two uh, European Cup final victories. Uh, writing the foreword for the book is, uh, is Peter's uh, daughter, um, Wendy Dickinson. Well, good to see you, Wendy. Thank you for coming in. Hi, nice to be here. Um, some people have said that the book in its own way was a bit of a catalyst for the breakdown in their relationship, wasn't it? Because Brian... Brian didn't have a problem with the book being written at first, but then he, he seemed to he seemed to have one afterwards. You get straight in there with the difficult question. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought you were going to build me up. To <laughs> um, I think it possibly was. I think by that stage, the year the book was written, Brian and Dad's relationship had come to its natural conclusion. Really. Mm. I mean, I I think as I say in the foreword to to the book that I'm amazed they stayed together so long. I mean, it was over thirty years. Yeah. yeah, they first met when they were young players at Middlesbrough. Stayed together, driven by, you know, a hunger for success. They had that that success, and I think once you get two really strong characters together, you throw in money, you throw in success, you throw in the need to do it again, mm. keep on doing uh, and repeating it. And of course, we know Brian had his his, his own health problems. I think they just came to a natural end and. Um, that you could say the book was a catalyst, but I don't know. They'd fallen out lots of times over. Yeah. What, what made you decide to sort of agree to it being reissued? Well, I'm glad you have because it's a fascinating story. Well, I was. We were shocked, really. My brother and I, Phil, my brother and I, were approached by Biteback Publishing, who said they wanted to republish it. We were shocked. We're always shocked when people are so interested still, all these years later, in Clough and Taylor. But the real reason was that my father died from a devastating lung disease called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which is quite a mouthful. <laughs> um, 
at 62, nearly 30 years ago now. And it's got very low awareness. Um, and we wanted to raise awareness because 6,000 people die from this disease every year, more than die from leukaemia. But I bet neither of you two have heard of it. Mm, yeah. Lots of people haven't. Um, and I helped found a charity called Action for Pulmonary Fibrosis, which supports people with the disease and raises money for research. So Phil and I said we'd do the book, but we wanted to donate all the royalties to the charity to help people with this awful disease. So that's why we did it, really. Okay. Nice. It, it's, it is an excellent book. It's a re- it is a real insight into their mm. relationship and things that nearly happened in their career. And they did overcome a period mm. when they were working at uh, Brighton. Your dad decided to stay on there. Mm. Um, but they did survive that break, didn't they? And then came back together. So that was, that was quite a big shift. It may have broken down then, but didn't. I think maybe because Brian realised... You needed your dad. Yeah, I, th- I think they both needed each other, really. I mean, the story behind Dad not going to Leeds is very straightforward. I mean, Dad loved it at Brighton. Brian hated it. That was basically it. Mm. My dad really enjoyed it at Brighton. And how our, our, our whole family went down there, and none of Brian's family did. I mean, his kids were young and they were at school. He never really settled in Brighton at all. And then Leeds came for him. Um, dad was interested in going. Um, Brian came out of the negotiations with... Is it Manny Cousins? Who yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, chairman um, there. And Dad said, "What's the deal?" And I think Brian said, "Well, I haven't really done a deal for you, but you know, you come and we'll sort it out when we get there." And my dad said, mm, "I don't think we will." Mm. So he stayed on. He did well at Brighton. I think he should have stayed. I think that was a poor decision not to stay because he only missed promotion by about four points. But then he was on holiday in Mallorca, um, and Brian uh, flew out, found him in a local restaurant that Dad likes, and said, "You know, I think he'd been at Forest." couple of seasons by mm. then not doing terribly well and he said come on you know come back with me please and dad absolutely ran back up do you think had he gone to Leeds with him uh it would have been different he would have lasted longer would your dad maybe have said well, let's not go in quite as hard as that Brian let's mm. let's work our way in and maybe it's been a bit there's kind of political on his behalf and he might have survived slightly longer yeah 100 percent. I think they would have made a fantastic success mm. at Leeds um I think uh, Brian, not known for his diplomacy, I think he was floundering when he got there because, you know, he wasn't dealing with players who were young and up and coming and unknown like at Derby um, and at Brighton. He was suddenly going into a dressing room of very strong, forceful mm. characters, well-known footballers. You know, they've been with one of the masters of the game, uh, Revy. Um, and I think he thought he could go in like he normally did with with younger players, give him a blast of his amazing personality, and it'd work. Mm. And I think he just got it a hundred percent wrong. And I think Dad and he together would have been brought success to Leeds because it he wasn't. You told him they cheated their way to it. Yes, he did. Yeah, famously. famously yeah. It and, wasn't. Uh, it wasn't good cop, idea, bad cop. It wasn't that simple, was it? That's not. That wasn't their relationship. No, not at all. And I think you know people like Martin O'Neill actually who's just got good. <laughs> <laughs> From Brian and Peter put his arm around you, or it would be the reverse. I mean, mm. my dad was a tough bloke. You know, you had to be tough in yeah. football in mm. those days. So it, it wasn't good cop, bad cop, really. We we, we know uh, it sounds like after your dad died, Brian w- was very upset that he'd not reached out. And I don't know if they were both as stubborn as each other, but this, uh, we're going to play a little clip, actually, from 1987. It's a, a very young-sounding Martin Tyler. Uh, chatting to your dad about his relationship uh, with Brian and he, he asked him this question. Do you ever speak to him at all now? No. No. I've no cause to. Um, I read him in the paper when he makes comments. Uh, other than that, 
is distressed. Members of my family, obviously, by things he's said, but not me. It, it doesn't bother me. My skin's very hard, but it's certainly affected my wife and children, things he said over the years. Will you ever get back together, do you think? I hope so. As friends. In management, no, that would, that would never be on. But uh, life's too short to say no to that answer. Of course there's a possibility. Yeah, so it's interesting, Gosh. isn't it? And then, and That's one of the saddest things about the whole thing, isn't it, that, that they didn't get back together, even as it friends. Is. Well, that, that was three years before Dad died, mm. and it's still spooky to hear his, his, vo his mm. voice now. Of course. Um, but, yeah, probably the, the remark is referring to is when Dad went to Derby after he left... Um, Forest, and I think Brian said he'd run him over if they passed each other on the A52. I mean, it was a joke, mm. you know, a joke. But no, uh, Phil and I, my brother and I, often see Simon and Nigel Clough, and the four of us remarkably get on really well, considering yeah. mm. the two fathers fell out, because we knew what they were like. Yeah, You yeah. know, the, the, the Clough lads know, and Phil and I know. Um, and we often say how absolutely ridiculous so they didn't pick the phone up and I remember Brian rang the house the day I got my dad died in Mallorca on a Friday night I was due to go and pick him up at the airport after a month's holiday on a Saturday morning mm. had a call and on the Saturday Brian rang my house and spoke to my husband John and, uh, and, and broke down in tears to John and but you know We'd all do different things, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, no, it's like, that's it's pretty sad. Too late. What a but shame. We're very glad you agreed to reissue the book because it's a fascinating it story. It really is. I mean, you don't know it will really get something out of highly it. Highly recommended, not just to people that are, that are kind of Forest fans or Derby fans. It's a really fascinating story of a relationship in, in sport, I think. It's really interesting. And another kind of strange symmetry is that your dad started off at Burton Albion yes. and of course Nigel oh, is the manager now isn't he we, we, we haven't mentioned Mike Langley which we should do. we should yes. yeah I mean Mike Mike wrote the book with him a very Absolutely. seasoned journalist of course uh, and uh, did a brilliant job it, 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 it's, a, it's a great read it, it's really well written book and Mike was a real gentleman one of the real old schooled school yeah. journalists and got on really well with dad and I mean he approached dad to say you know do you want to do this mm. so I think this book will be popular with people of my generation but also resonate with young fans who want to know what it was like Wendy loved it see you thanks very much for coming in um, the book is uh, with Clough by Taylor by Peter Taylor uh, published by Biteback and as uh, Wendy said action for pulmonary fibrosis will benefit from the sale of the book it's, it is highly recommended the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Tim Vine has joined us in the studio. How Good to see you, Tim. Great. What does it mean when you say he's dropping the ball too short? Does that mean he's not reaching the wicket? What does that mean? <laughs> it when means it? instead of. He's, he's put, imagine the strip of the wicket. Yes. So instead of sort of pitching it up to the batsman so it's a bit harder and he has to reach forward and play it. He's playing. He's putting it in the middle of the pitch, which gives the batsman more chance to see the. So ball. it bounces twice. Well, no, once. <laughs> but right, but it, it always bounces once. But it oh, depends right. where it bounces. If it bounces n- near to you, if it bounces very near to you, it's easy to hit. Right. If it bounces quite a long way from you. It's fairly easy to hit. If it right. bounces in just the right position. Yeah. Then it can be. I think of the three right, bears porridge. Right, okay. that's it. That's okay, really. Right. That's, it's it's amazing the, that you don't like cricket for a sort of posh well, Englishman I, like yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. But I mean, I, I uh, it's not that I don't like it. I've just never quite um, got into it. I suppose I like the principle of it. I like the. I do like the the Britishness of a game that yeah. can be played over that period of time and end up being a draw and all that sort of thing. I love all that. Did but, you not uh, play at school? I think I had to a little bit. Yeah. In fact, all the games I had to play at school, I don't really like that much so rugby and hockey are not really top of my agenda I didn't make you play darts so you love that (laughs) well I did play a bit of darts but that was under my own um, you know no one forced me to do that (laughs) (laughs) now you've got uh, you're filming a big DVD March the 10th very big DVD you're going to need a very big DVD player (laughs) to get it into it (laughs) (laughs) it might be a vinyl record actually they might have made it too big it'd be great if somebody comes back to vinyl comedy vinyl back in the day they used to yeah somebody's going to be brave enough to do that again yes March the 10th at Richmond Theatre yeah, so yeah. that's the, the show that I've toured um, most of last year called Sunset Milk Idiot, which is me <laughs> bounding on in a pair of shorts, dresses and ice cream. Yeah, um, the the promo for it is you with an <laughs> empty milk carton strapped to your head, isn't it? That's uh, right, yeah. That's a lovely picture. Yeah. I'll show it to Andy there. It looks a beautiful thing. It looks quite... Yeah, yeah, that's the... Like a Bruegel. <laughs> why, why is yeah. that? Yeah, well, I, like sing a a song, I sing a song at the end called um, Cake and Milk, which is about how I like to eat cake and milk. Um, and I just briefly sing a tribute song to it and put that <laughs> yeah. on my head. They are um, good together, cake and milk. They are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how people, you know, you, you mention it and people go, oh, yeah, I like that as well. It's a sort of... It's the absorbency. Exactly, yeah. 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 Mm. The soggy sponge that no one admits to liking but <laughs> actually loves. <laughs> so that, that's, I mean, apart from the song and that uh, Sunset Milk Idiot... As, as well, I mean, it is, as, it is as you would expect, um, lots of stupid jokes. I mean, as I say, I come on dressed as an ice cream, I jump around a bit. I pull the flake out, and then I say, the music stops, and I go, blimey, I'm, I'm flaked out already. So that sort of shows you the level of it. <laughs> it sounds good. And some warm-up gigs then in preparation for that DVD. Yes, so, so I mean, I have done it a lot last year, but not for a few months, so I do right. need to sort of relearn it. I need to relearn. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, yeah, pull the flake out of my head. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I occasionally um, think of stuff, and I send it to you, then I, I try and think of I try and think of a gag. Not as often as that, that comment makes it sound like. No, I don't, no, I'm, no, no. <laughs> the blue moon one, about once every two years <laughs> or once actually yeah once <laughs> or about three times I've done it yes. okay. over the years something I think that Tim might like that because I've got no He'll use He'll be goading now. He's going to start sending you stuff three times a week. <laughs> well, and, an, like and an invoice. <laughs> a, friend, a friend of mine just sent me an attempt, actually, just before walking in here. Yeah. He said, what about this? He said, someone goes, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. 
I said, stop stressing me. Oh, <laughs> there might be something there, might there? I yeah. said, what about bold typeface? Bold typeface. Bold typeface. <laughs> yeah. Which is a slightly awkward uh, uh, setup. <laughs> I'll t- I tell you what, you tried both of these out in various uh, ways before. What was mm. it? Uh, I've changed my eating habits recently. I-, I won't be eating anything in a Bedfordshire town with an airport. I'm on a gluten free diet. <laughs> oh, yeah. You tried. You tried I, I, think I, yeah, I think I have done something like that. Uh, maybe gluten. Yeah, gluten. And it didn't fly. Did gluten. It? I think I've done gluten airport or something like that, maybe. Yeah, that's a gluten, <laughs> that gluten be, airport. <laughs> and, it, and as soon as I hit 40, I had this overwhelming urge to deliver babies. I was having a midwife crisis. Uh, but yes. again, you'd, you'd, yeah. you'd work. I mean, there's mm. nothing. I mean, I, I'm not. I thought that's quite good. You've done these, Tim. Actually, and, I have got a midwife joke. This midwife said to me, she said, in fact, I said to, I said, no, this, in fact, gives it away. I said, this woman said to me, <laughs> don't be giving it away. I said, when I was born, um, no, I can't remember it actually. It was about. <laughs> she said, uh, "I have to come back to you on that." It was something I've got a midwife joke. That yeah, was, yeah. My what was it? I'll let, I'll let you know during an advert break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might have been that one. It, the, uh, we spoke to you during the World Cup because we know that you're a, a passionate fan of England football. I do love it. Yes, yes. And uh, but I don't think we spoke to you since. So it was a great summer, wasn't it? It was a great. Thing. Oh, well, ended a bit disappointingly. But it um, did. Yeah, yeah. And it was, but weirdly. Not as not as disappointingly as 1990, strangely. I, hmm. I remember the hangover from that lasting a long time. Um, maybe we're just used to that now. But uh, but we, it's amazing we got as far as we did. We, I still sometimes think to myself, God, we really did genuinely nearly get into the final. I mean, yeah. we were, it was frustrating, really, especially to take the lead and all that. Exactly, because we never took the lead in 1990, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah. And it was I mean, that was quite heartbreaking, wasn't it? We played <laughs> so well that day against you know one of the best teams in the world, the team mm. that went on to win it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we knew had we won that game, we probably would have won the final. We were better than Argentina. Then. Yeah, yeah, and that that was heartbreaking. The mm. nature of it, the penalties. Ninety six was... wasn't great either. That no, ninety. Yeah, no, no. but there's something about even you know in extra being beaten clean is kind mm. of easier to take, isn't it? Really, it's a young yeah. team. That team wasn't a young team, particularly certainly not in. 1990 felt that was their no. last chance wasn't it so. no that's right so we've still got hope that that more may may come for them and i mean it i love i love players that take on you know the, dri- the dribblers of the game you know that we don't get that get much of in this country mm. um so sterling for example is i mean on on the ball he's fantastic isn't he he really, oh, yeah. really is mm. absolutely brilliant if he if he was a sort of a natural goal scorer a, a, a like like lineker or something like that i mean he is for city to be honest yeah. but if he was for england like lineker you'd be talking of him like gaza or something you oh, know? No, i mean no, he, wonderful wonderful player he gets round people do you do much football material or sport material in the in the <laughs> show at all tim uh in this show i say um i say something about um yeah, have you seen that uh, football manager? Whenever he eats a piece of toast, he, he falls asleep. It's Harry Brednap. Um, <laughs> so not a lot, really. <laughs> and, so, and so there'll be a few, <clears throat> a few old faves and some new stuff. There'll be some. New oh yes, yeah, an hour of new stuff, which <clears throat> yeah. I I've oh, actually okay. I failed to learn it yet. To be honest, I've got it. In, I've got it in with me. I need to start rehearsing it. It's yeah, a nice scrap okay. of paper. I'm just taking it out of the pocket. Do you have some of visual? Cues around the place on the soles of your shoes and stuff. No, no, generally I have just uh, three sheets of of torn up paper like that. That's incredible. That shows you the sort of... um, There it is, look, that's how it comes together. scribbled, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And from that, you... Wow, okay. And is it just little key words that help you out? That's enough normally? Yeah, normally, uh, yeah. Normally it's the punchline, (laughs) so I can't read it out. It gives it away, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I saw this uh, woman dressed as an Alsatian, so naturally I called her Rover. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> and you, of course, you did your chat show, didn't you, where you would uh, interview members of the public? Yes, uh, yes. That was always good fun. Yes, and we're, and we're still doing, we're doing two mm. specials this year. We're yeah. doing one at um, the Edinburgh Festival, 
Um, and I think we're going to do another Christmas special as well. So. Can you do a sitcom yeah. or something for the BBC? Um, <coughs> mad, comedy <coughs> Playhouse? Me. Comedy Playhouse? Uh, no, it was... Oh, yes, it was a comedy playhouse, yes. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, in fact, we were trying to think of... It was called Tim Vine uh, Travels in Time. And we did um, one, and then we did a Christmas special. And then that, then BBC had had enough of it. And I was trying to think of any, <laughs> any other series where you could think they did one episode of the Christmas special and axed it. That might be on its own, though. It could come back. You never know. <laughs> So, um, well, you do a, you do two hours, two hours, two hours. Two hours. Two hours. What it says here? No, uh, the, no. the Richmond Theatre are claiming you're doing two hours. Oh well, there's a support, oh, act. including an interval. Yes, no, well, I oh, have. Okay. Yes, exactly, and the, and it also includes their drive there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> there'll be just book, what he's saying is book the babysitter for two hours. Yes, but no, yeah, exactly. It's a two-hour show with an interval. Yes, there'll be act. a support act, and sometimes I, I have the idea to re- to record a few um, sort of little extras as well. You know, yeah. um, I did a thing a, a few uh, DVDs ago where I where I film myself in the audience, <laughs> just in normal audience shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just before the whole show started, they just did a few audience shots where I was just in amongst a shot of twenty <laughs> people applauding or laughing. Oh, that's good. Mm. And it appears about three times. And people every now and again, I get a tweet from someone saying. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, the very, at the very end, I'm asleep. In the, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Mm. We're uh, coming up in the final hour of the show. Tim Vickery joins us, South American correspondent. And amongst mm. other things, he'll take any questions you have on South American players you have been linked with in this transfer window. So if you want some information, then get in touch. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. T-S-H-A-N-D-J. Uh, we're off to Burton a little bit later on. Uh, someone who's a big Burton fan, but can't get a ticket because mm. it's a sellout. It's amazing, um, isn't it? But it's it's good. We'll be joining us uh, to look into the uh, game, which is live on TalkSport 2. Also live on TalkSport 2 now uh, is uh, England versus the West Indies over in Barbados uh, on DAB. And from 7 o'clock, because they are, are bringing us uh, the football, you'll hear the <coughs> final session on TalkSport, here on TalkSport from 7 o'clock this evening. But as uh, John was saying just now, John Norman to Joe, and... Yeah, it's a good session, isn't it, so far for the West Indies? Perfect for them. But the, the problem is the pitch looks really benign. I mean, the ball is moving, but it's not doing much off the pitch. And if they can make runs, presumably we can make runs, and it doesn't really lend itself. You know, it's very early, but the signs aren't great for this one. Because, <laughs> you know... You, well, in terms of... A, a, well, it could, you, know, you get very rarely... A lot of runs and we don't get well, a result. You very rarely get draws these days. Mm. But, you know, it's looking... Yeah, doesn't Conditions aren't really... I thought they'd favour the bowlers more. But uh, maybe that's just the way we're bowling. And, uh, yeah, Anderson's bowling well. Anderson's bowling brilliantly. He's, yeah. he's gone for about five or six off his uh, eight overs. And uh, the other two are leaking runs. So we'll see what happens. But they're going to hope that the ball turns. Otherwise, why pick two spinners? Well, Moeen's coming on now. So we'll see yeah. what it does won't we yeah so, um, absolutely interesting now this is the moment in the program where i because uh, i bought uh, two euro lottery uh lines oh did you like, okay yeah 61 million okay was 61 million 61 million pounds i don't know whether i've won it uh, i'm going to check them now live on air okay so it could I, be quite lively couldn't it this? Well, it could be if i've won that's it i'm off but i have provided for you and john and rufus oh okay. that's very good yeah. do you want do you want me to look at the actual numbers of the winners yeah last you tell night? me the numbers okay i may need just I'll, to make, i'll just check i them. may just need to sort of find them somewhere very quickly so i can uh, i can look at them now and then you can i can tick them off 
uh, against your ones. So, uh, <laughs> well, I can you, you shout them out. I'll tell you. Okay, check the results. You, you know very Was early. it Euro Millions? Andrew, Euro Millions, month? yeah. Okay, all right, see the latest results. Wow, it's all got a bit of drama. <laughs> yeah, a bit of drama here now. Okay, um, last night then, these were the yeah. winning okay, uh, yeah. These are the winning ones. Yeah. Um, nine. Nine. I'm terribly sorry. You haven't got nine, no, okay. Got nine. All right, then well, you might no, still have a big win, numbers, Andy. Yeah. Might have a big win. Yeah. 23. 23. No. Okay, <laughs> 29. I've got 29. Oh, wow, I see. Very Ooh, exciting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 41. 41, I've got 41. Oh, you got two. Okay, I don't know what that wins. You'll well, find out. Now on two lines. Then, oh, that's no good. <laughs> don't start doing stuff like on two lines. Not bingo. 49. I'm terribly sorry. Okay, well, the lucky stars, because they could help you out, were yeah. eight and ten. Nah. I mind you, I've got to, I'll check, see if I've won the uh, UK millionaire. Well, I'm not going to go through every one of those. <laughs> Imagine. Okay, do you want to know what it's gone then? Let me read it out to you. Okay. Is it XF? No. Well, I won't bother then. That's <laughs> wow, that's great drama, isn't it? It was I mean, exciting. The odds on you winning it at all, the odds of you winning it live on air are virtually non-existent. <laughs> no, they are non-existent. Uh, aren't they, of course? Of course they are. Yeah. Well, you know. Bit of sport, bit of live sport. Do you see um, Ben Stokes is out there at the moment <clears> with a new barnet? Yeah. He's had a bit of a thatch. It's quite hard to tell, actually, that yeah, he has. he kicks his hair very short, but um, mm. he's, he's got I mean, quite a lot of cricketers, a very traditional cricketer's route, of course, to go and have the old transplant. So, um, oh. It was, that wasn't a bad ball from anyway. Well, <clears throat> so there we're we doing our own ball by ball. Yeah, I'm just. It's the alternative ball by ball mm. commentary. What did you want to say, Andy? I was looking uh, the other day. I was reading an article about uh, Myling Class. Oh yeah, and she's married to a she's on a second marriage, and yeah. she's uh, she's married to a bloke called Simon Motson. Yeah, I was dying to ask Motty whether it's a relation. Cause it's a very unusual name, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, well, you I, ask him. To, uh, well, is him Friday? I'll ask him Friday. But I feel I, I feel I need to ask him in advance. I did. I was gonna. I thought about it, and I thought if I say it on air, he might be like the black sheep of the family or something. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't, you Could never you think know. Myling's husband is the black sheep of the Motson family? <laughs> very unlikely. There's been some kind of Montague and Catlett-like <laughs> split between them. I've no idea. I, well, I don't know. <clears> we'll find out. Yeah. And I've noticed that another tennis player. Uh, and I don't think there's any other sport where where the players destroy their own equipment or show outwardly how angry they are about mm. anything. I mean, you know, when a cricketer doesn't get a decision, he doesn't start. Occasionally he does, but not as often as tennis. Look at this bloke. Uh, Spanish tennis star Pablo Carreño Busta smashes his bag into the ground after being dumped out of the Australian Open. Mm. You know, and you just think to yourself... All right, it was a five-setter and everything, but no one's ever heard of you. You know, you should be yeah. surprised that you didn't go through, really. No need to actually wreck your own bag, I'd have said, but anyway, it's up to him. I'd be good if they go out there with a small saw and do it more forensically, <laughs> rather than just doing it systematically, yeah. Yeah. dismantling Unpick the Unpick all the stitching yeah. out of the bag. Yeah. Yes. And uh, there's a piece on uh, Davina McCall today in the, oh, yeah. one of the papers, oh, yeah. and it says here, Famous for shunning sugar. <laughs> Davina, is he? Really? Well, no, surely she's more famous for Big Brother. I would have gone with Big Brother. <laughs> I think I might have done If it. you walked down the street now, Andy, and stopped 10 people and said, Davina McCall, <laughs> most famous for go, how many would say shunning sugar? <laughs> Very few would be my yeah. guess. In fact, none at all. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Among our guests tomorrow in the studio is author Daniel Story has written a book about the infamous Eric Cantona kung fu kick against mm. Palace. 
And I think it's, the, I'm right in saying it is the one piece of footage that the Premier League won't license. You can get stills of it, but whenever they do the 50 most shocking moments in football. Yeah, then you, they don't. They, they don't won't. release the bit of footage because it's seen as a stain on, um, well, on the game at the time. It? I mean, it happened. We all know it happened. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Know, just when you kind of clearly remember him doing it. Yeah, definitely. Where were you, Andy? Were you working on fantasy football? I time? was. Yeah, I got uh, the next night we were on. I got Stato to jump into the crowd <laughs> to mimic and kick Cantor. somebody. Mm. Kick somebody in the audience. He did. He kicked somebody in the audience. Fantastic. I think it might have been a stooge. Oh, okay. Fair and enough. I've got a story here that I have seen. It. Ben Stokes called the fire brigade just before he left to go to the West Indies. He called the fire brigade to rescue his pet rabbit. Did he really? Yeah, they could do with him now. Go and wet the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Where was it? Hose then? it down. Where did where it got lost? It wasn't up a tree, was it? I think it had got stuck down the boiler or something like that. I don't stuck know. down the boiler? Something I like think it. it's beyond rescue there, isn't it? Really? You're not, you're not, gas, you're not corgi registered, clearly, are you? No, I'm not. Where's my rabbit? Oh, he's got stuck down the boiler. Well, keep going, Andy. Oh, yeah. so Well, you had nothing at the other end, so you know, I'm harsh. afraid you have to suffer at this end. Come why on, it, Andy. Why is it all down to me? Have well, you I don't know. I, well, you're I, half the show. Do something. Half the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like it at this point. <laughs> I, Come on, we're all waiting. You cannot oh, be at the bottom of page three, Andy. I did discover something interesting about Gareth Gates. Oh, did you Gareth really? Gareth Gates, the X, uh, X Factor singer. X X Factor. X X X Factor. No, he wasn't in the X X. I could have said the former X Factor singer. Yeah, if he's yeah, X X Factor, does that mean he's yeah, X, yeah, X, yeah, X X Factor? I've noticed something about him. He's got such a large forehead. You can draw he, in another. By the way, he was pop idol. Wow. You can draw in another face that will fit in. It's uh, Jason Cundy. Yeah, look at that. Fargo. Let's have a look. You're, you've always been a big fan of that, haven't you? Well, it's I do a, face within a face. That's a new one. It's a, a bit Klingon when you've done that. Head within a forehead. Yeah. I've got a fantastic, I've got a fantastic picture of the moose yeah. uh, at Fulham the other day. Oh, There's yeah. No such thing, by the way. No, no, but I, not, not for, not for a, a, a calendar or anything. I meant for, um, for Cold War Steve. Oh, yeah. That's it's good. a classic Cold War Steve image, so I think I'm going to send it to him, though, because he's He's featured, Big Sam has obviously featured a lot in Cold War Steve's yeah. fine work. Is he famous online. enough for Cold War Steve? Well, I don't know. Um, Neil, in, in Neil Warnock yeah. featured, he's put, he put a number of different people in there actually recently. And I think he's a bit of a talk sport listener because Big Alan features quite a lot. So You've come up with a cracking idea, a moose calendar for next year. What a great idea. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Like the Pirelli. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Not quite. Victoria's it. interested. She's going to buy a copy, <laughs> yeah, clearly. She definitely won't. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every Every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we are back tomorrow from 1. And That's a bit of goading from Adrian at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know what he's like. He wanted a zinger. He's a devil. I will send that picture to Cold War Steve. Definitely, he's going and I'll send it that picture. It would be great to see him in there. A great honour for him to be in that company. Okay, we will uh, catch up with you tomorrow from one when, amongst other things, we'll be reliving the infamous Kung Fu kick, of course, uh, Eric Cantona. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.